And welcome back to Formula Breakdown. First race of the season, the Bahrain International Bahrain International Circuit. Circuit. It's in it's in the pocket. It's out of sight. Hadn't got to say that in a while. Nope. Caleb, how are you, man? How are you feeling? That was a thing that happened. I'm that happy. Was a thing that definitely happened. <laughs> I'm happy that you know of the result, but uh, you know I would be lying if I said I didn't fall asleep at like lap 20 and woke up at. 40 and I was like, oh, well, I've seen this show before. It's kind of like watching a rerun. Let's start with, with Friday. Let's let's yeah. start out on a positive Yeah, let's note. start out on positive. I thought it was a pretty fun qualifying session. It did look a little bit like much of what we saw in 2023. Yeah. With maybe a few surprises. Verstappen had pole, but we saw some really great one lap pace from Clerk, who actually had the quickest lap of the session too. And it looked like Hamilton was also on for really good one lap pace. He just couldn't yeah. quite keep it on track. Like he snapped a few times. Similar issues with Norris. So we ended up kind of with things shook out like you would expect typically from a 2023 qualifying session. Hulkenberg snuck into Q3. That was pretty fun. We didn't really lose any big fish. We kind of did near the tail end of 2023 qualifying sessions. It seemed like somebody was always missing Q3. Yeah. In the back half, like Hamilton or Checo, who, to his credit, Checo looked really great again, despite not qualifying quite as well as you'd expect him to. But super competitive sat, uh, Friday qualifying. Yeah, we've got to get these Friday and Saturdays. Maybe we'll uh, Dude, have that sort of By the time out. <laughs> I get used to it, they'll go back to, it'll be back on uh, Saturdays. So. Yeah, we have next week and then it goes back to normal. So maybe next week we'll have it good and set but yeah it seemed like everybody had issues in qualifying and the field was so tight that if you did have just a slight snap uh, everybody up and down the field was like oh i i got off turn you know three a little wrong and that lost me a tenth and that was the difference between getting into q3 and not it was just a super tight field and even last night right before we got off i was like what do you think is gonna the race is gonna be like and you're like we were both kind of like oh, this might be close because qualifying was decently close at one point i think the whole field was about within a second of one another. yeah they were close i don't know i don't know which which qualifying session it was but the whole spread of the field was within a second even the alpines were like barely a second off well they that's they, the kind of margins we're talking about that's a different story the alpines yes the alpines <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to make a video about them and just kind of entirely yeah they're just terrible i think at the end of q3 is when the realization started to hit me like not as much has changed as we might have hoped mm -hmm. so i kind of went in pessimistic for the race today on saturday and i want to mention this before we get into the race and the details of the race i think bahrain is a horrible first race yeah I was, I was looking it up you know how like in a lot of places they'll cut to fans in in the, in the grandstands they never do that here and I've, I did some more research into it. The capacity for this racetrack, even though it's a purpose-built racetrack and it's huge and in kind of a remote part of Bahrain, um, it's only, it can only hold 70,000 fans. And if you catch glimpses of the grandstands, they don't all look completely full. And I think that's really a bad thing to have going on in your first race. There should be like excitement. You should be cutting to fans, losing their minds. Australia. I mean, Australia, yes. Please. You mentioned Australia. <laughs> It needs Which, to go back. You know, Albert Park, it used to be the opening race of the year. And I think going somewhere like that first, you much smarter. Or hell, even Suzuka. I mean, the fans in Japan are so pumped and have so much enthusiasm and creativity. I think that would do a lot to add to the fanfare of your debut race of the season. This place, I like very, like there's something in, in pro wrestling called um, Bally. Just like the excitement and, you know, the splendor and the spectacle of it, which Formula One is usually all about. I don't think you have that in Bahrain. So my note to the, to the F1 uh, governing body, move your first fucking race this isn't it yeah 
I mean, there were slight leaks over the offseason. I mean, this is our first podcast back, so I guess we do have some things kind of to talk about. Stuff did happen. Uh, but yeah, Australia is rumored to go back to be in the first race. I think they do see that with the fans. I mean, it's not, it's a, maybe a good testing site uh, just because it's a wide open track and they can be there for as long as they need to be. It's not like Albert Park where it shares public roads and stuff like that. So I, I get that. But, you know, we're going to Saudi Arabia. It's going to be a lot of the same that we just saw. But then, then we do go to Australia, Japan, China, and then Miami. So there's three tracks that you know we're gonna get to see some fans but no i totally agree with you it needs to go back to australia it i wish it would just change next year but hopefully we'll see pretty soon it it changed to a different different track yeah it's not helped along by like this is not my favorite purpose-built track yeah lots of long straights of course (laughs) helps the red bull quite a bit and really like aside from some fun moves uh and late lunges from like george russell and carlos signs it was a pretty quiet race yeah Um, there's a few Max was gone after about, gosh, 10 laps. And One lap. reached totally. One lap. Yeah. <sighs> he was a second ahead on the first lap. He was running. I guess we're moving into the race now. Yeah. Okay. Just making what, sure. What, I mean, I, what, I don't know. I don't know, man. What do you want to move to? Hey, I'm just shaking off the rust. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was gone within the first lap. I mean, he was running a second faster than everybody. And then he ran eight more laps on those softs, those used softs than anybody else did and was still pulling away from them. That that car is something else it's just crazy that Checo can't even get close to him it's the same car that I know the car has been more tailored towards Max but that usually happens like later in the season Max will start pulling away but this this is just ridiculous they said I read a stat that he would have lapped his 2019 self how fast that car was today compared to the first that the first iteration of the these roll packages that he would have lapped his 2019 self I mean, I have no reason to believe that he was he was using his full capabilities. No. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of energy in that car that he wasn't accessing because he didn't. Need. And yeah, to your point, Checo <sighs> continues to be a disappointment to me. Our only hope. Yeah, right now at it least. It seems like in the short term for a competitive season is getting someone in that Red Bull who could actually throw anything at max. But really, Red Bull's got, as long as Checo's getting second, Red Bull has no reason to switch Checo out. Yeah. Um, honestly, like I said earlier, good weekend for Checo. But none of the non-Red Bull front runners uh seemed in sorts today you had mercedes who were kind of nowhere you know they had sacrificed their one lap pace to mm-hmm. increase their their chances for success in the race on saturday we didn't really see that um, russell seemed to have a little bit better of a time but usually that's a good indication that the car is not where it needs to be if russell's doing better yeah. in it aston martin have been outdeveloped and i think it's just as simple as that uh, i think they caught teams unawares last year at the start of the season but i think they've since been leapfrogged i think there was something like an eight second gap between Alonzo and Stroll and the front four. McLaren still seem to be doing okay, but they do seem to be a step away from the other team's winner. Uh, McLaren gets a mulligan. Like, I'm going to give them a few races, but it does seem like they were on the back foot just a little bit, like when the Norris was catching podiums pretty often near the end. Yeah. Uh, and then Leclerc. Leclerc, who had brake balance issues, never seems to be in the right place at the right time. Translate never goes his way. No, man, it's always something. I don't know. The, the highlight of the race, rightfully so, Carlos Sainz, though, who was the only one who seemed to even be, gosh, in the same ballpark as the Red Bull. Only three or four seconds behind Checo. I don't know, man. Seemed yeah. pretty droll and pretty uh, depressing sight how how this race shook out. Yeah, it was pretty 
paint by the numbers. Once it started to shake out within the first couple turns, you could kind of see what was going to happen if we didn't have a safety car or anything. I was looking and I even texted you. I was like, oh, look, I, I was literally looking and I was like, oh, look, or Logan Sargent's in 13th. And as soon as that happened, he went off the track. I mean, it was like, it was like a just comedic timing perfect and i was just like oh my god this there's no way this just happened so i'm like oh we're gonna get a safety car but apparently williams had problems with their wheels they're they're well, they have a new steering wheel they finally went away from the uh dash mounted display and they went to the steering wheel with the dash on the steering wheel like everybody else uses so they had some issues uh i don't know why they haven't changed to that just now but whatever um but yeah they they had issues and mercedes in general had kind of engine issues all week they all made it to the finish line but both williams were overheating there was just issues with mercedes up and down the field uh yeah uh i was really hoping for a safety car to make something a little bit more interesting but we just never got that it seems like everybody's got some kinks to work out except red bull and it's pretty wild uh hamilton was complaining about having no energy in his car so i don't know what could have caused that could get his battery to charge at all it seemed like norris i think already took a new part for his energy store like before the first race um and god knows what's gonna where we're gonna end up you know use use parts ferrari who took i think some of the most replacement parts last year you brought up a point that red bull's brand new concept you would expect them to have some hiccups some some kinks to work out no such things seem to be on display in bahrain which was pretty shocking yeah i was super nervous when i first saw that car i was like oh no why are we we why are we doing this it worked just fine last year to red bull's point they changed it because they knew everybody would copy them and which most teams are moving towards that last year's red bull look and you know adrian newey and the design team was like yeah we're just gonna do something different here and be even faster than everybody that's hard to do i mean it's one thing to nail something when a new rules regulations come out and to continue to compound on top of that but then to change that in the middle for i mean there was a reason behind it i know it was more of a reason more than the reason of oh other teams are going to copy us but you know, they had to have seen something to want to change and make such a big change to that car. But it's just, it's ridiculous how they did that and had no issues. It was just like we picked, it's just like we picked up where we left off last year. It's like nothing happened. And to play devil's advocate, they've also probably had the longest to get this car where it needs to be. Oh yeah. Because they had this, they had the grand, like the championship sewed up, gosh, by summertime last year. And I think they came out and said, oh, we're fully focused on next car now. Pretty early on. Yeah, it was super early where other teams had to keep iterating on the current car. So they have had probably longer to folk and think. The benefit of being so far ahead. 2025 should be interesting then. I'm being very sarcastic. I'm being very sarcastic. Well, quit being sarcastic. It's first se- first race. A lot can happen. I did lap 49. I'm not sure if this is when you were napping or not. Uh, Jelly and Palmer quips up. I don't think this is the best Bahrain we've ever seen. <laughs> and I fucking nearly spit my, my drink out when he said that. Yeah. Even the commentators are like, oh, this is the best opening yeah. race. No, you know? no, it was These guys boring. are starting, I don't know. I think interest in this sport is going to wane if it used to be a blowout. But what, what can you do? I mean, can't. you can't just like change. You can't tweak the rules 24-7 just because one team is winning. So you end up in this kind of conundrum. What do we do? We, we, put, a, we put a budget cap on these teams to try to make things competitive. That hasn't worked. I don't know. Yeah, you can't really do anything mid-season. I, I don't have an answer for that. That's above my pay grade. But yeah, it 
it, it was a it was a pretty boring race. And one team we haven't really talked about was the RB team, who I thought was going to do a lot better, who they thought was going to do better. Their their goal was points. Yeah. It was points or disappointment, and they were nowhere to be found. I when I woke up from my nap, I heard over Daniel's radio, "We need to do a driver swap." And I was thinking, oh, Daniel's going to have to, why is Daniel needing to come into the pits and swap drivers? What's happened? Like, I'm thinking not, I didn't know Yuki and them were nose to tail and they were trying to swap out driver. I thought they, like, I thought Daniel was sick or something in the car and they were going to swap into into a driver or something. That happens in NASCAR. I don't know how much that's ever happened in F1, but uh, I was very delirious when I woke up. And uh, yeah, they just weren't a factor like they were in practice. They they seemed very fast. Even in testing, they seemed very fast. Uh, qualifying, they got into Q2, both cars. So it seemed like, okay, that's a little disappointing. And then they just faltered in the race. And I think they have a lot to improve on. And then Yuki uh, tried to run into Ricardo at the end, even though that's not really Ricardo's fault that they had to do driver swap. Ricardo was on softs. I mean, he had the better tire at the time. So Ricardo wasn't going to get into the points unless something crazy happened but ricardo called it in the post-race interview he pretty much called yuki he word for word said it's it's immaturity and i agree with him now that's going to be interesting how that team dynamic plays out but yeah i thought yuki was getting older and a little bit better he seemed a lot better last year and you know now he's started to pitch a fit about swapping spots and on the out on the outlap at the end of the race or the cooldown lap at the end of the race, he tried to run into Ricardo and would kind of force him off the track. Really weird situation there. Hopefully that gets figured out because that's not good at all. First of all, it's a baffling call. They're 13th, 14th. Just let them race. Yeah. If one can get around the other, great. Why would you call for a driver swap? So I understand Yuki's frustration. And when you're in the cockpit and you're behind your teammate, I also understand, hey, let's swap these. I could drive fast. When you're the driver, you want to do everything yeah. you can to get ahead. So can't blame Ricardo either. I can blame and be disappointed in how you decided to react. Um, if I was Yuki, I would have let Ricardo pass, and then I would have got my ass right back around. Okay, forget you guys. Like, for, if you're in 13th, 14th, you're not getting into the points. No. Just let them race if they want to race. Like, as long as they keep it clean. Yeah. That's what I do love about Ferrari. Those Ferraris, they freaking race yeah, all the was, time. That was nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> I have them in my fantasy team, that, and I was like, oh, we're just going to take yeah. both of us out here. <laughs> But I love that. I love it when the team's like, just keep it clean, but race. Mm Because you usually get some good racing. Uh, Same teammates go nose to nose. Yeah, man. Disappointing in Yuki. But they were nowhere anyway. Uh, The Red Bulls just completely dominated the field. The fact that they were able to go long on those C3s, the red soft tires. Yeah. That tire degradation was other freaking worldly. Like, I'm convinced they, they probably could have gone even longer on those soft tires, which didn't seem to drop off at all. Just in another class. And I don't know what we're what we're going to be able to do. The other teams are going to be able to do to change that a few races time. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit, you know, usually the first upgrades start coming around the the Monaco, you know, yeah. Italy, kind of that the area. Upgrades. Yeah, at least those, the big upgrades, you know, we won't see those, you know, we'll be in May, June before we see any kind of serious upgrades. So, um, you know, we got a few different tracks coming up. We have Saudi Arabia. It's, you know, it's it's a high speed, uh, not a lot of tight corners, which McLaren's looking forward to that. They said they're terrible on the tight corners. Uh, we have Australia, which is another high speed track. So, and Japan, we, we have several pretty good tracks coming up. So, Suzuka. yep, yeah. we have some different tracks coming up. So who knows? Maybe some of these won't suit Red Bull as well, especially early in the season. 
but uh, it's not looking good when you're winning by 20, 30 seconds, you know, in the first race. Well, at the end of 57 laps, Max did win his eighth race in a row, just to, just to put that out there. Um, yeah. So he's he's going to tie Vettel's record for a second time if he wins in Saudi Arabia. He's knocking on the door of tying his own record of 10 race. Very possible that he beats his own record. Yeah, I don't know how that how that works with carryover from last it, season. It just, well, this is the next race. Well, yeah, but it's a different season. Doesn't matter. It's still, he's won yeah. eight races in a row. I don't think there's a record book, though, for like, oh, he won up until the last race i just don't that's not a stat it's like record wins in a row in a season it's his eighth formula one race win in a row it's very true from last year sound off in the comments if you're (laughs) if you're watching this on youtube is it is it his first race win in a row or is it his eighth race well i wonder if there's some stat where somebody else has won seven near the end of the year like Hamilton or something, and then one another seven or five, you know, at the beginning of the next year. I don't know where that's On commentary, they talk about Max has won the last 18 out of 23 races or whatever the freak, so. But it won't go in the record book as from continuing to the last year. They do it per season. Anyway, Max wins. It's a Red Bull 1-2. I'm cutting you off as you interrupted. Okay. Max wins his eighth race in a row, if you have any brain. And then Checo makes it a 1-2. Good for Checo to put in some effort there. I would have liked to see Checo throw a little bit more Max, but I don't could have. And then Sainz, driver of the day in third. Sainz, obviously the highlight of the race. Made some crazy moves. Showed some really impressive pace. Dude is driving like he's looking for a competitive seat next year. I hope he gets it. It's a really clean driver and not the most exciting race. Uh, How did the actual results pan out versus what you predicted earlier this week? Yeah, so Max one i think that was kind of given we both guessed that i had hamilton in p2 he kind of faltered didn't do very well um and then my long shot which you know it didn't work out either Wild uh, ass yeah 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 but you only got one out of three right as well that's true that's yeah so we're just we're tied um my ricardo he uh he didn't didn't do quite well either but maybe i'll be a little bit more sensible next week how about your uh how about your predictions well we both got max right i was so sure that leclerc would be more on the ball he usually comes out of the gate and pretty swish um but he didn't uh, but we did have a ferrari on the podium true um, so i called max leclerc and hamilton hamilton was looking really great in free practice and then disappointed in qualifying and then disappointed further and really didn't expect to see Checo so hooked up after what we had seen in practice and testing mm-hmm. and even qualifying just shows how powerful that Red Bull sheer but pretty much I think you got pole position right and I got pole position wrong so I think however those stats shake out we'll look at that later uh in the week on YouTube oh yeah I did get qualifying right so yeah you got qualifying right yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought I thought Leclerc would have got it and he would have if he had got his lap right yep so you're leading me in the predictions I'm leading you in fantasy so barely perfectly balanced <laughs> Yes. Not not the start that F1, I think, would hope for for their no. new season. And uh, if I had to recommend or not recommend this race, since it's the opening round, I'm going to be kind of nice and generous. I'm going to say you should watch the race in 30 if you have F1 TV. Uh, catch the highlights. And save yourself a nap. Caleb, what are you thinking? Yeah, I I um I took that nap. You most did. of my <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh most of those highlights that I watched came from the uh after race show. I was kind of watching as I was cooking some lunch. I think you should just watch the race in 30. Uh, it could be a race in 5 or whatever they do on YouTube. Um and you would kind of get the gist of it. It's exciting. You know, it is the first race, so we have a whole another 23 races, the longest season in F1 history. So who knows what can happen in the next 23 races. Uh, I'm excited to go to Saudi Arabia and then 
do like three tracks that I really love uh, and, and and one that we haven't seen in quite some time. So yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I'm ready to get to China just because I haven't seen that track live in years. Well, cool. Well, this year we're going to be doing a lot more on YouTube. So if you want to see our predictions every week and if you want to keep up to date with how we're doing on F1 Fantasy, me and Caleb are going head to head this year in F1 Fantasy and the winner at the end of the season gets some free swag paid for by the other person. So that's going to be pretty entertaining and we'll also be keeping up to date with the major f1 news stories of the year be sure to follow us on youtube at formula breakdown if you like what you heard here give us a follow on spotify and we'll see you guys next time